Jeremy Greer. And I'm Gary Butterfield. And this is Days of Future Cast, the podcast where Gary and I talk about the X-Men, and we have decided, with no warning whatsoever, to cover Messiah Complex, aka the birth of Hope Summers. We're doing these kind of out of order, Gary. We're doing them completely out of order. All all we care about is the battle for Scott Summers' soul. That's what this podcast (laughs) has become about. Like, is Scott Summers a good person? The podcast. Is he justified in his actions? The podcast. Yep. We, we will find out. Uh, yeah, sorry for the, the no notice for people who like to uh, read along. You can catch up. Yeah. It won't take you a couple Four days. Four issues. No big deal. It won't take you a couple days. Take you a half hour. It will take um, you less time to read them than it will to listen to this podcast, probably. Knowing me and Gary. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, they, they move real quick. Uh, also, I want to do a theme for this, but I haven't done it yet. But okay. I, I still want to. So maybe not in this episode, but then for the next set. Oh, okay. I'll do one. Maybe I'll come with something more generic so we can use it for whatever we do after this because this is not a real long crossover. Yeah, yeah. This is just going to be a, a month and a half or so. Yeah, 13 issues, um, I think, uh, total. Um, and we're doing four per episode to kind of keep people on that on that on on the schedule. Um, and yeah, I've, I've read this relatively recently. I've talked a lot about during our Avengers versus X-Men run, I talked about reading kind of up to that. Um, and this obviously mm-hmm. includes all of that. So I'd, I've read this within the last year or so and uh, revisiting was pretty good. Uh, I had, had a good time reading these four issues. The art on the first one is real, real dodgy. And the art on the fourth one is like, it's just that dude uh, that I don't Humberto like. That, Ramos. Yeah. That just, yeah. I just don't, I, yeah. I mean, I'm sure somebody <laughs> he's likes rough. it. Yeah, I'm sure somebody's into it because it's because he's he does work, and I'm not going to say that it's bad by any means. It's just not my preference at all. So, yeah, it's gonna. This is gonna give us an excuse to talk about some new artists and, and writers who we haven't talked about before. Um, I haven't read this since it came out. Uh, I bought this in individual like floppy comic form. This came out when I was going to the comic store once a week. Uh, so I was following this, uh, and I'm looking forward to, uh, being real over and rolling my eyes at Predator X. One of my least favorite things the X-Men has ever, has ever done. Yeah. Predator <laughs> X, Predator X, X so much. He's so real stupid. Dumb. The hungry adventures of Predator X. Yeah. It's, like, um, it's, it's not good. No good. Uh, just every once in a while we cut to see what Predator X is up to and remind you that he's hungry and he hates mutants. He, I mean, um, the, the rest of the stuff's great. Yeah. This is good. And this is before like uh Angel turns all weird. Um it's mm-hmm. uh and it's kind of primetime X-Men stuff for a lot of weird things that are going on. Uh and we get some pretty early on we get the strife between Cyclops and Professor X and I'm starting to realize that is some of my fa- favorite drama in the world. <laughs> like my two dads yeah. are fighting. And, and they they seeded it a lot earlier than than I thought. Like yeah. Something when we did uh, AVX, you know, it felt like some of the the Cyclops stuff, like I I trusted that it had been set up and I knew there were hints of it. Um, That's a really long, slow burn for this character development. Uh, And I think it's actually really well handled for something that was passed between multiple writers. You know, uh, this being, uh, this is Ed Brubaker uh, doing this first issue and it's kind of the flagship. He was writing X-Men at the time. And uh, we've, we've done Ed Brubaker stuff before we did, uh, uh second genesis mm-hmm. uh, or dark genesis or whatever it's called the thing with the uh the fakey x-men yeah that all yeah. died um with vulcan uh this is his stuff and he had been planning this for a long time like he's an architect of this this cool idea yeah so it's it's very neat to revisit the origins of it you know, that, that's, i think that's like, why in reading avx that some of that stuff like all of the like having read some of that stuff and going through it um i mean it's weird because the way you consume comic books nowadays is so 
dramatically different. Like, I, you know, I wasn't reading floppies, obviously. I, like, I, I consumed probably th- five years worth of somebody's creative output and, you know, an afternoon or whatever. <laughs> but um, yeah. having it all smushed together like that makes it go, makes it seem like it was like, oh, well, this makes perfect sense. But man, like actually doing that over a number of years and it not just being, you know, only Chris Claremont's design, right? Like having so collaboration between multiple. Yeah. And then just people being willing to, to go along with it and, and I, and not fuck it up somehow. Like, I think that's really, really cool. Um, there's lots of stuff to like about this. Yeah. Tons of like about it. It's a great team. It's also in terms of like the big, uh, Ed Brubaker X-Men crossovers he did. Uh, to me, this is by far the superior one. Uh, he's also responsible for one of the more boring comics I've ever read, which is the, uh, the rise and fall of the Shi'ar empire crossover. Mm. Did you ever read that? No. I mean, I, I know why you would, it's called the rise and fall of the Shi'ar empire. Yeah. Um, you, you had me Vulcan. at Shi'ar and then you lost me. Yeah. <laughs> you, you lost me at Shi'ar. You had me at rise. Yeah. You lost me at fall. Uh, it's all Vulcan shit with the Shi'ar and it fucking sucks. It sucks the stars from the sky. It's so boring. It's like 24 issues or something. Jesus. It's really long. Yeah, it was the Shi'ar. Of course, it was extremely boring. <laughs> and Vulcan. And Vulcan. It was uh, very boring. Good, good, good. His favorite character, his favorite X-Man, the Vulcan. He, he um, made him. Do you think yeah, Vulcan he's... would get mad at you if you called him the Vulcan? Yeah. He, he seems like he gets mad at everything. That's his whole <laughs> character trait. He's like Dakin, but without being weirdly horny. Sure. He's just like a real angry little dude. <laughs> um, no good. Uh, Today we're talking about the X-Men Messiah Complex one-shot. Uh, mm-hmm. This is the chapter one. It's its own book. It's not an uh, a issue of Uncanny, but it effectively is an issue of Uncanny. And yep. it sets up the stuff. And the cover um, is going to be, as, as, all, as a lot of times they do with these things, uh, all of the covers for the crossover event will be similarly styled. Um, basically, Impossible they just... to tell apart at a glance. <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's very busy. Um, I do like a fat X though. Like I like the fact that they made a like a rectangle and then put some triangles on each side to make a real, real fatty X. That's pretty cute. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But the cover is just like our our team, uh, which is Cyclops, Emma, Wolverine, Angel, and Nightcrawler, um, sorting through some wreckage, walking up through some wreckage, which we're gonna we're gonna learn all about here in just a second. The uh, the artist is Mark Silvestri, uh, uh, industry shithead. And the artist behind the uh, Here Comes Tomorrow arc of the Grant Morrison run. Yep. So real sketchy, real uh, busy yeah. you know, drawings. And, add, and some know. of my least favorite uh, actual like figure work. Um, and, and, and I think we talked about this when we ran into him on New X-Men. But uh, just not consistent with like the scale of the characters from page to page and everyone looks kind of weird and bad. And I don't know. This is not, this is not my favorite dude. The cheekbones on everybody. Yeah. The way he draws them. It's fucking incredible. Like you, you could just open a letter with them all. Absolutely. Yeah. Let me sharpen those up for you, son. Let me get this taken care of. They all have adamantium cheekbones. (laughs) (laughs) They're all lady cheek strike. What if Wolverine (laughs) only had adamantium (laughs) on his cheekbones? Yeah. And the best there is at what I do. And what I do is nuzzle foes into submission. (laughs) And what I do is not go down on ladies because it is dangerous. Yeah, they have to wear thigh guards. They have to wear pauldrons. <laughs> um, I don't I don't know if that's actually the name of the PCR armor that goes over your thighs. Armor is fucking dumb. Um, every little bit doesn't need its own name. 
Yeah. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you going to do? Guess. If I say my armor is damaged, you're going to be like, which part? And then what am I going to be like? Thigh. But there's like there's probably like two thigh pieces. There's probably like a leg thing and then front an inside thigh and thing. Back thigh. Front thigh and yeah. back thigh. Okay. Well, you're just boring. Yeah. Because nobody knows what a pauldron is or like a. Well, pauldron is the one know, that goes a, on your shoulders. Van brace, right? Van brace you know is an elbow. Is? Elbow. I've learned every, all I know about armor is from Diablo yeah. Three. I mean, that's just all I'm, I'm pulling oh. from video games only here. <laughs> Killing it with this armor quiz, man. <laughs> I'm two out of two. Let's stop. <laughs> I got a helmet. Uh, yeah, coif. Uh, we start off with the Blackbird. The Blackbird is going at top speed uh, into Alaska yes. with our team sitting there. I love this. Uh, I love this small team. This like core team. Yeah. X-Men should do that more often. Mm-hmm. Um, not too big. Uh, and, you know, this is basically them speeding towards something. We don't know what it is yet. Uh, but more importantly, uh, Emma Frost, wherever they're going, she can't pick up anything. Like there should be hundreds of people uh you know out there and she can't she can't read any minds uh which makes everybody think that this is probably a trap yep a trap or the alternative uh wolverine points out that it's either a trap or everyone is dead and uh nightcrawler looks out and he's like as actually scott it's way worse than we thought he looks down on the town and the town is on fire yeah uh the entire town not good um Um, and this is when she starts picking up uh telepathy from all of the people down there and they're screaming uh and terrified uh and of course this just looks like a an absolute war zone so cyclops starts assigning roles uh wolverine and nightcrawler are going to go down do their thing angel's going to go up and get get some reconnaissance which he doesn't (laughs) he doesn't do (laughs) angel's still the most useless x-man in existence um it's before he gets man this is a side note uh out of nowhere, I there was a a weird kind of legendarily bad story arc of X Men that I had never read. And I was curious about, and I read it the other night. Uh, it's Joe Casey's run, um, where he has Banshee kind of form like the X Nazis, basically. Uh, what? Like he makes a military police force. It's it's complicated, but Angel is the leader of the team in that uh, that version of X Men. It's Angel and Nightcrawler, and Angel keeps finding uh, bazookas during that run. <laughs> Of some kind to fly around with and shoot Perfect. Things. Perfect. Like, that's how they dealt with his, uh, you know, not very usefulness. That is... It's very funny. That is hilarious. Like, because how many... How many times in your life have you seen a bazooka? Uh, zero, is that what I'm going to say? I, I, and, dude, I'm, I'm your age, and it's been one. So, like, the, the yeah. fact that somebody could just fly <laughs> around and find them, like, hanging out, like, yep. a fucking uh, item drop in fucking Unreal Tournament or something, yep. it's just wild to me. He's finding those epic rares. It's, it's, he's you know, finding the epic he's, rares. He's, he's spending all the money on Diablo Infinite or whatever. Um, the uh, Cyclops is very nervous that a, a mutant did this. Um, to set up some context, this is after uh, Decimation. Mm-hmm. So this is after House of M. Yeah, we probably should have done um, this before. And, <laughs> yeah. The, the X-Men are uh, confined by Sentinels to the mansion. Usually they have to kind of sneak out mm-hmm. uh, here. is a weird time for the X-Men uh, here. Um, so it would be really, really bad if a mutant did this. Yes. Because there aren't very many X-Men left. Yeah. And, you know, also, like, I mean, we don't know this yet, but, like, this is going to be the the big thing, right? Like, this is going to be, like, the first mutant that was born since then. Like, the the literal, uh, you know, savior of their entire species. Um, mm-hmm. So, current time, 
uh, Angel flies out um, to go do whatever he does. And Emma and Scott land the plane and they're going to go find out who did this. Um, and we flash backwards in time to uh, these Sentinels over, just kind of standing over the mansion, uh, as you mentioned. And Cerebro, uh, we're in the, we're in Cerebro um, with Xavier and Beast. And Xavier's just kind of like lamenting everything that has happened of like, I used to be able to come in here and see hope and possibilities and, you know, millions of mutants all across the world. And now I just see us, you know, slowly passing a steadily dwindling number. Um, and, you know, it, we're just a few hundred and Beast points out, like, this isn't really like you. And he's and Xavier's like, yeah, but we've never had this situation before. Like, absolutely not. Uh, and just then something happens and just creates a feedback loop with Cerebro and fries Xavier's brain a little bit. Yeah. I hate the way that Mark Silvestri draws the Beast. <laughs> with this weird, uh... yeah, yeah. Because he's not beasty. It's way more, like, cat-like, right? Like, it's way more, like, wild cat-like than I, I really prefer. Yeah, it's it's very ugly. Uh, it's this uh, this blip. There's a really nice little subtle bit in the art here, uh, where they're showing uh, all the blips, and you can see the bright blip on Alaska in the background, but they're not mentioning it, you know. And then at the moment where he starts uh, freaking out, it kind of blows up the bright blip that's in Alaska uh, there, and that's what causes that feedback. I'm, I'm looking um, at I'm looking at Beast Face in this panel. Oh, <laughs> yeah. what is? This so it's it's the one with uh, Z- when Xavier first gets zapped, right? What is yeah. the the, uh. the the black thing that's above Beast Eye? Like, is that does he have a little like a pocket, <laughs> a little a flesh hole? pocket? Like a bird. Yeah. But his ears are yeah. way higher, so that's not ears. <laughs> what the fuck? It's is a really th- deep temple. Yeah, what it's, the it's, hell it's is the cheekbone that? equivalent of his temple uh, in Mar- Mark Silvestri land. Also, look at uh, Professor Xavier's hand in that panel. Oh yeah, that's not good. It's real weird. Like his his forefinger and his middle finger are like growing out of the side of his thumb. Yeah, yeah, none of that is. None of it's that hideous. Is, yeah, this is, this is what a horrible artist this guy is. Um, <laughs> Charles collapses, uh, and throughout the, the ramifications of this are seen throughout the uh, X Mansion in the dumbest ways possible. Uh, like it explodes all the glass uh, for the most part. I mean, there. does it? I mean, just and just in the one panel though, right? Well, in the one panel, and then the glass uh, explodes out of Cyclops's uh, work lamp. Is that what's well. happening? Because I was really, I was like, what energy beams is, are being, like, that's so fucking, like, what, what are we doing here? I don't, it doesn't matter. And we're it, not, it's just one panel, I know, but I just get so hung up on this dumb shit sometimes. It's also the interrupts uh, Wolverine and Nightcrawler boxing. <laughs> yeah, that's very just funny. Like, I've, never, I've never seen that before. That's weird. Uh, Emma Frost feels it, of course, as a psychic. Uh, so this is this is bad. Sent shockwaves throughout the whole, the whole thing. Um, Charles, you know, Beast is concerned, and Charles Xavier's like, "I'm fine. Just get on fixing Cerebro." Uh, and he's got a little smile on his face. Uh, and this, and he tells the team to assemble. Uh, this is because there's a new mutant. Yep. Uh, and that is how we started flying towards Alaska. Uh, so we we go back to the uh, the town is called Cooperstown, and we go back to the rescue. Uh, where it's showing the X-Men uh, trying to save people from burning buildings and shit. And, um, you know, Nightcrawler is doing his thing. We're, we're, I mean, this is classic X-Men stuff, right? I mean, this is all the good shit. Yep. Um, uh, and I almost called him Xavier. Scott is thinking like, oh man, this is, this is really bad. Like this, if this was a mutant, you know, displaying their power for the first time, this is, we, we really need to get in touch with them and try to figure this out. Like I almost killed people, but this is, this is horrible. Like this is, this is a bad problem. 
Uh, but Wolverine has found some evidence that this was not just any accident because uh, the Marauders were here. Because uh, we were finding some dead Marauders around, including this dude named Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Good thing they killed Blockbuster. I mean, this was, what, 20, 2007? Like, Blockbuster was already dead by then, so. It, yeah, after this, they're going to kill Holly, the, the famous Marauder Hollywood video. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, the Marauders, uh, I can't remember when it became canon that they're all just clones that Sinister keeps making. Uh, but I don't know if, it was, if this was presented as, like, a shocking death or if that was canon at this point yeah who knows um, that the senator just has unlimited marauders um i don't know that he has unlimited marauders because for reasons i don't understand gambit is with the marauders yeah that was i remember this like popping up and going i was going like what i think there's some weird i think that there's i think gambit is with the marauders because rogue reasons because love rogue reasons i think if i remember mm. remembering right it's been mm. it's been like i said about a year since i read this stuff and it doesn't a lot of the details won't stick in your brain because it's comic books that's um, how brains work that's how brains work yeah uh, meanwhile nightcrawler uh has another wrinkle to this whole thing and that he has found purifiers which are um a human cult i guess a human group of uh people who just despise mutants and want to murderify them want to purify the world from mutants. through a religious angle yeah so they're they're very similar to the uh the friends of humanity or whatever but they're they're zealots yeah um, um and we were finding more finding more and more evidence that this was a battle between these two groups um so something really suspicious happened here yes uh which is part of the the strength of this crossover is this cool kind of like the x-men are on the back foot yeah trying to figure stuff out mm-hmm. you know which i really like they're just like the psychops even says like we're just like a half hour too late you know like if we'd been here a half hour earlier this would have all been different um as they're kind of uh discussing you know whether this is a trap what it is a woman comes out of the rubble with her her child who has been horribly burned uh you know and it's pretty pretty nasty oh yeah you know sad, sad stuff um you know they basically cannot save the child you know they they and they're all just blown away by this like the the child is still smoking and smoldering mm-hmm. you know uh emma puts her to sleep to calm her down uh and then checks into her uh her mind uh to see what happened and we we finally uh find out the uh the purifier showed up uh they're the ones with the fire uh and basically set everything on fire started setting the town on fire uh basically just saying like you know we don't need to kill the adults but every kid in the town needs to die yes the adults are not a threat. Um, and then they have some device that is tracking something because they're like the, the reading we're getting is from the South. Um, and this is when the Marauders showed up with Gambit into, um, and they're doing a bunch of Marauders and Sunfire. And Sunfire yeah. Yeah. Um, Scalp Hunter. And then a couple other people. I don't remember who they are. Yeah. Cause the Marauders change all the time. Uh, they're, they're asking whether they're too late as well. You know, so, uh, all these groups have an interest here. Uh, Friend, or the purifiers got here first then the marauders and they got into a fight yep there, uh, which is what largely destroyed the town and they were all yeah. headed towards the hospital um so finally warren who has presumably just been circling <laughs> above just like kind of they li- show him circling in the back of a couple of scenes it's very funny i <laughs> like just, just kind of like well i'm still up here if you need me yeah there's a there's huge billowing clouds of smoke up here scott <laughs> scott i just yeah. want to let you know that the <laughs> there's still a lot of ash in the air scott i'm up here uh just surrounded by <laughs> ash and smoke scott if you need me just let warren me know scott there's still a fire <laughs> scott's like get off the comms warren, <laughs> <I can't. laughs> warren to scott let me know if you need help moving a couch 
I, I can help. <laughs> I, got, I got a lot of free time. Yeah. I own a truck, Scott. Uh, <laughs> Warren to Scott, did you see the fan vid I made of Game of Thrones? I thought it was really good. I sent it to Odeth. It's a good song. And I thought it really fit. <laughs> Over. <laughs> Warren to Scott, have you seen Skins? Over. Uh, <laughs> just kind of having some fun uh here uh they uh you know they see that they you know the they determine basically that the purifiers killed everyone you know in order to they were just playing it safe they did not uh they took a broad swath yeah um, uh warren gets to the hospital uh and realizes now that it was a mutant birth yes uh that was here and sees that the purifiers set all the babies on fire Ooh, that's bad uh, that's not great Mm-mm. yeah that's not great um, uh, absolutely Wolverine can't good. smell them his super senses aren't working because of the chemicals and blood and stuff but they check the registry uh to see that uh there was a record of more babies than there are baby corpses uh so the baby in question is probably gone either the purifiers or the marauders got the kid yeah um and you know emma frost is confident that this is the baby is what cerebra picked up um and this is and this is the whole reason that the marauders and the purifiers like had this fight because they were both going for it um but of course they have no idea which side got them or where they went um so they decide to to jet um wolverine there's this kind of weird little conversation that comes up a couple times about like we should do something with the marauder bodies and scott's like no we don't have any time uh and then later it's like oh you know we didn't find any bodies at i wish we done that yeah yeah it's re- it's real weird especially since uh you know wolverine makes a really good point he's like you know if they find the marauder bodies they're gonna know mutants did this or they're gonna think mutants did it they're not gonna think the purifiers did it yeah. you know and cyclops whole thing is like well the the survivors will say that we helped you know uh and he he just doesn't want to waste time because if there's a he thinks the sinister got the baby because uh, the the purifiers are jabronis uh and this that's not a good thing exactly they gotta go um and it just occurred to me as i went to the next page because we're going to check in with uh our everybody's favorite bc predator x that he was on site also tracking the baby and he's probably eating the corpses of all of these mutants right yeah 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 they, they show him eating uh something yeah uh he arrives last to the party yeah yeah if you were ever um, curious what happened to blockbuster <laughs> it was it was eaten I by predator that, x i the, so the design of predator x is really problematic uh to me it looks a little bit like um a kind of video game enemy design yeah mm-hmm. that i really don't like it's it's kind of like a returnal creature if it was more ne- less more silver and less neon okay you know just too busy oh yeah lots of spikes yeah a lot weird, of sp- weird like prehensile ribs mm-hmm you know, on his side, that weird, like, like cl- thumb claw thing. Yeah. Oh. I, I hate Predator X so much. Yeah. Um, uh, I wonder and, if he lives on Krakoa. And he's, and he's got a horn. <laughs> like, he's got a horn on yeah. his nose, which is not my favorite thing in the world. Uh, and it, it, whenever he's around, uh, there's narration, you know, so it's bred to hunt mutant DNA and it's hungry. Uh, the hungry adventures of Predator X are a continuing theme throughout this crossover. Uh, this continues in Uncanny X Men, uh, four ninety two, four ninety two. Yeah, there's uh, we should mention there's some like back matter like pages to kind of get you up and running with the X Men and who all these people are, um, but we don't care about any of that stuff because we are experts. 
Yes. Yeah, so we don't need it, to. It's just introducing the teams and stuff. This yeah. is for people who are just jumping onto the the crossover. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, the first main issue that is in a one shot here, this Uncanny X Men four ninety two. We've uh, it's still Edward Baker, but uh, Billy Tan is doing the art. Which uh, Billy Tan is up in you know the uh, the cover is David Finch. Um, the interior art is Billy Tan, uh, but it's the same colorist. So it ends up having the same kind of weird plasticky sense to everybody uh, that I don't love. Like, I've never really liked Billy Tan very much. Um, maybe a step up, but just barely. Yeah, um, it, it's, it looks really remarkably similar to me. Um, and yeah. I, again, it's not, it's not my favorite style in the world. I don't, I don't want to be the guy that's like, this is bad, but it just, everybody looks kind of weird and awkward in the face. Um, so I don't... I, like, again i don't want to run the dude down or anything i just yeah it's just not my favorite art uh the cover is just you know art the team of heroes from uncanny x-men which is wolverine nightcrawler colossus storm and angel uh i mean out of those five dude like angel i mean just got the most it's just the most ridiculous <laughs> combo right I mean, what, yeah. what do we what does he bring to the table with these guys like, is sexist on online are constantly talking about like uh the, the sexist version of this is why is the black widow in the Avengers? Okay. And then the non-sexist version is always why is Hawkeye in the Avengers? Mm-hmm. But the real question is why the fuck is angel in the X-Men? Yeah. <laughs> uh, being Archangel is the best thing that ever happened to that guy. Easy. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just I, I'll angels present. Yeah. You know, it's about, it's about all it's you get from angel. Um, so yeah. we're going to start out with a uh, news coverage of the event that happened in Cooperstown. Um, this is where we know that the, you know, nobody could be found, uh, maybe some bodies with their, they haven't been identified yet. Maybe they're the perpetrators, but a whole lot of babies were born, were, were murdered. Um, and maybe some superheroes showed up, but basically everything is a mystery. Uh, and we cut to the X mansion where Scott and Emma are watching this on their floating 10 screens. Um, I've really got to get one of these installs in my house. I love these. Dude, it, th- there's no rhyme or reason to how they're laid out. Who cares? It's so funny. It's, like, it's I just, just a, it's you know, a floating... showing the same news footage, just from different angles. Yeah, absolutely, man. Like... This is this is a Twitch streamer's like fucking uh, dream come true, <laughs> man. Just imagine like being able to sit in front of this and have it show Twitch chat on one side and like your fucking subs on the other. I'm just, I mean, can you mm-hmm. imagine how great that would be? That'd be wonderful. I would, I would subscribe to Twitch.tv slash Scott Summers. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, look, <laughs> just him, him, him playing go. Uh, do you, you think know, against himself or whatever? Uh, he would be, strategy. he'd be a chess guy, right? He'd be one of those weird chess dudes. Yeah. Like he would just get really, really into chess, and then like, like really think about it, and then somebody would come in and just destroy him in a game, and he'd get really mad about it because he, you know, they didn't play by the rules or something. Yeah, yeah. Or or Wolverine would come in and introduce him to go. Okay, you know, from mm-hmm. from Japan, and then he would just be like, very, very, you know, off put by it. <laughs> Yeah, his hair looks like shit in this uh, issue. I mean, it's so. And he, I need Cyclops to comb his hair back a little bit. Yeah, it's like I, I, I've long been on on team um, Slim when it comes to uh, mm-hmm. Cyclops, and when they beef him up like this, like the first panel of this, he doesn't look particularly beefed up. Like he's he's relatively thin, and then when they show him from the front, it's like, oh, like you've got like neck muscles down like by, for like eight inches, dude. Like what is what is going yeah. on? How do you even work those guys? Um, but it's yeah, a thick neck Cyclops. Yeah, you know? this this and he's also got like a super bad haircut and a bad visor too. Like this visor doesn't even look good. Um, it's a it's a bad design for Cyclops. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're talking more about the bodies mm-hmm. uh, here. You know, um, 
you know, he saw that the bodies have been abandoned. Like he's basically saying, you know, sinister maybe sent somebody back to clean up this mess. Uh, it was predator X of course, but uh, he thinks that maybe sinister grabbed all his clone bodies. They don't know about predator X yet. Yeah. Uh, and they're basically saying like, we got to move, you know, we got to get this plan uh, into things. Um, this is when uh, professor X comes in and starts uh, yelling at him. Um, there's a part where he's like, Scott, why didn't you tell me that you sent out a team? Uh, and the last ish- issue, Professor X definitely said, Scott, assemble a team. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't really understand meet, this. Meet me at the Blackbird. Uh, I think this is, um, because the, the team that they're talking about is, um, the uncanny X-Men team, right? Like them chasing down the other ones. So this is, this is the gotcha. the team that we're about to see in action. Um, I, I'm assuming that's the only reason this makes sense, right? Like, so when they got back to the mansion, um, Scott was like, oh, the only place that we can find more Marauders is by finding more Marauders. So we know some of those guys. Like, let's go chase them down and be- beat them up. Um, and uh, yeah. p- apparently Xavier was not looped in on that. He didn't get the email and he was very upset about it. And Scott rightfully is like, why? Like, when do I need your permission to lead the X-Men? Like, I'm I'm already here. <laughs> I've got my hands full. Like, I don't mm. need to loop you in on every fucking decision. Like, you guys work on Cerebro. I'll take care of everything else for you like I've always done. Yeah, there we go. And and just really trying to sell Xavier on it. Like, this is the first new mutant to appear, and it's in the hands of like one of the worst people. And Scott has obviously has a relationship with Mister Sinister. Mm-hmm. You know, but I love that. You know, I'm not going to debate you on every action. Like your track record sucks lately. You've been real flaky and shitty. I'm not going to do it. And I love this panel of Professor Xavier grabbing the back of his neck and be like, "That's not fair, Scott." Aww. Like it's it's really good. Like just uh, and they get into a fight. You know. He's, uh, he's like, Hey, and this is right after uh, deadly Genesis. Yeah. You know? So he's like, Hey, you're the guy who left my brother in space last month. That was during the rise and fall of the Jedi empire. You, you know, you lied about danger coming to life. Like you did all that Krokoa shit. Uh, you're an asshole. Uh, and, and professor X is like, that's not really how it happened. You know, they're, they're getting into this fight. Uh, you know, and eventually they, they cool off. He's just like, let me help you know, Scott, and he says, you can help by leaving me alone and fixing Cerebro. Yeah. Get the you fuck know? out of here. Know your place, man. Yeah. This yeah. is, this is not your team anymore. Um, presumably yeah. an awkward thing to say to a guy who's still funding this whole operation, right? Like, is, are, <laughs> are the X-Men like independently <laughs> wealthy? Like, I mean, kill all bosses and everything, but I'm just That's saying, why, Hey, we figured out. That's why they keep Angel around. That's because they need money for. That's why they keep watching yeah. all of Angel's fan vids and going to, and watching all of his weird anime that he makes everybody watch. That's because they just they just need his yeah. billions. Everybody's got a little Google reminder to go to the water cooler and talk to Angel about whatever he's been binging on Netflix <laughs> instead of going on missions. Do you think there's like a, just in case Xavier decides to pull funding? Do you think there's like a sign up sheet and it's just like who's going to take instead of which chore every week? It's like who's going to watch the dumb thing on Netflix that you know Angel is super obsessed with right now. <laughs> it, it used to be the who's going to take Gambit to the movies, yeah, <laughs> uh, thing, and they just crossed it out when you joined the Marauders. <laughs> <laughs> like now it's just like who's gonna talk to angel about our flag means death uh, <laughs> he's super obsessive and wolf reads on the yeah. side like i read his fanfic last week okay i feel like that's enough i have done enough yeah. for this <laughs> bob i'm not doing it uh, <laughs> ao3.com slash the real angel 82 <laughs> the uh they start uh they kind of psychically argue a little bit you know uh cyclops is like 
yeah, I'll let you know when we need you. It's this isn't about pride. And Xavier says, I know what it is. And then he thinks at him, it's disappointment. And uh and Cyclops like close enough. Like it's real weird for them to save a little bit of face in front of Emma, who's just been staying there watching these two adult men yell at each other. It's also like, I mean, she's a telepath. <laughs> like presumably. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's true too. I don't <laughs> I didn't understand. <laughs> doing that. Like I feel like this is maybe just uh yeah. practice or something. Like not practice, but like a, a a habit that Xavier got into. And then like it would be really fucking annoying. Like if you finished your sentences in my brain all the time, I would be very angry with you. Like imagine how awkward and awful that must be. Yeah. It'd feel really weird. Uh we we cut over to the team going looking for marauders. Mm-hmm uh angel you know out of the loop why didn't scott tell us that the marauders were holding rogue uh you know i love wolverine he's like what am i dear abby <laughs> like talk to scott <laughs> the fuck like, do i know about this dude <laughs> hold your fucking hand warren uh they're trying to find the ex-acolytes and the reason why is because the ex-acolytes are friends with amelia voigt amelia voigt is in the marauders now yeah um and we're introduced to some acolytes uh some of which i don't really know uh here uh including uh as he's flying uh gargoyle i think th- how do you pronounce gar gargoyle this has got to be gargoyle right like they're just re- like a like a weirdly racist italian kind of thing like a new york gargoyle, gargoyle. <laughs> like i don't know <laughs> also like i also thought like maybe it was a like a play because it's a woman like a gargoyle like a oh sure. <laughs> right like, like a, i was like describing a a lady gargoyle yeah I yeah. <laughs> I do I I don't know what the history of gargoyle is, but it's nothing about yeah. it is probably good. I've never seen gargoyle in my life, but she uh, obviously gets the drop on uh, Angel. Oh, it's an actual uh, word here. Oh no, yeah. What is it? What is it? Um, is it French for gargoyle? <laughs> as gargoyle from a word for throat. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh no it's the acolyte's throat oh god uh, uh she's she's the throat goat gary how did we miss this oh, throat, throat us um, the throat in chief has appeared the gargoyle oh this is like a this is a specific dragon from mythology so maybe her powers are like from a, this dragon or something well, she, she looks like a dragon she's got wings and claws yeah, and yeah, yeah. somebody somebody got on uh well probably not well it probably was like wikipedia went to looking for um yeah. yeah i want a dragon lady what should i call I, her i really like how colossus comports himself in in this issue like he he pops and he's just like you know the, once this happens uh they're, they're springing their trap he busts into where the acolytes are hiding out uh and there's two acolytes here uh one of which is uh this is a little disappointing to me uh neophyte who can phase through things uh neophyte was the acolyte that betrayed the 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 acolytes uh in like an early like x-men 299 or something and one of my favorite 90s issues of x-men is when colossus joined them for a little while and they do a trial mm-hmm. of neophyte and colossus has to be his lawyer <laughs> uh, it's a really good issue like it's re- it's just all talk and stuff it's very un- unusual for an early 90s yeah and thing. also like for colossus to be a lawyer <laughs> something i've never even yeah <laughs> lawyer colossus mm-hmm. you know what's next Hulk colossus uh and the other one here is vindaloo which I think is one of the worst superhero, like supervillain names ever. Like yeah. he's a fire guy who's named after spicy food. Yeah, not good. That sucks. That sucks bad. Dude. Uh, <laughs> like, that, I, that shit sucks, man. It's just a real like uh, obvious tier list when it comes to some of these uh, mutant names and everything. Because Jesus, uh, yeah. 
Pre- acolytes have seen better times, yeah. I think, is the, the takeaway here. This is a bad version of the Acolytes. I like Projector. Uh, Wolverine's fighting Projector. Um, <clears throat> and when I saw, like, you know, you might as well come out, Projector. I, I can smell you. Uh, and then, like, immediately afterwards, you see his powers. I I thought he would be, like, a um, like not a mind control dude, but, like, an illusionist kind of dude. Like, a Projector Projector. But, no, like, he just makes pink bubbles that are hard. And also brittle. Yeah. Like, because every time you yeah, see him, like, ma- hit somebody. brittle with the... TK. Yeah. Thing, yeah. Real weird. Uh, I don't know anything about Projector either. Uh, Nightcrawler, uh, Neophyte tries to get. Uh, it also, like, can you imagine still being named Neophyte, like, 20 years after? That's, like, horrible code. Yeah. Name. Can't I just be called uh, Fight at this point? Like, there's nothing. Like, I'm just yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. Just a uh, journeyman. Uh, Nightcrawler starts uh, teleporting him around in the air to freak him out. You know, and he can't phase in anything to use his powers uh, at this point. And uh, Vindaloo smashed Colossus through the wall and knocked him down. So the the fight is on. This is cool. This is a good X-Men fight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, we're going to take a break uh, because uh, Scott has invited um, or has told um, Jamie, a.k.a. the Multiple Man, uh, and, as well as Richter, uh, who is now freshly depowered uh, to come to the X-Mansion. And you find out pretty quick that, like, they were asked, uh, but they didn't want to come. And the Emma Frost just was like, yeah, you, you're just going to come. I'm going to make you do it. Um, and, yeah. and the reason they didn't want to come is because like, there's some, there's some stress between various X teams right now because of all of this decimation stuff that's been happening. Yeah. At this point, uh, X factor is a detective agency, uh, led by Madrex. It's a really good run uh, from Peter or David. Uh, we're going to read that's the next issue is from that, but it's generally like a really fun, good run. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, the uh they also brought along layla miller uh layla miller's worth explaining uh because we haven't done house of m on this show yet uh layla miller is really like one of the the biggest like character kind of redemptions i've ever seen uh because she's horrible in house of m she's just like literally a deus ex machina like a character there to tell uh other characters in an alternate reality like hey doesn't this seem wrong yeah you know maybe you're in a story and that's all she does she came out of nowhere and did that and then peter david took her and made her a character mm-hmm. um, in uh, x factor and like she's not the best character or anything but she was fucking awful in house of m yeah and the, um, <clears throat> she's very much a brian bendis character he's like just very more wit than any kind of actual character underneath it right like it's just, she just yeah. says things that are that sound like either profound or funny or, or whatever. And you get, you get some of that throughout um, the Peter David run too, but it's just, it's so much better. Um, it also helps that she's like grown up a little bit too. Like she's, you know, a little bit more mature. Um, Not a little kid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is, you know, awkward at first. So Cyclops has to apologize. Then they bring out Layla Miller. Um, and then uh, of course, Layla, her whole thing is that she knows things. So before Cyclops can even kind of lay out his plan, she's kind of butting in. I was like, Oh, I know I need to be here because I need to be with Jamie. He's going to need me for what comes next. Even though I don't actually know what comes next. I just know he's going to need me. Yes. Uh, and what, what Cyclops has brought them here uh, to do is uh, we're going to find out what Jamie's off to do. He, he informs them what's going on. Jamie's going to, we're going to find that out next issue. Uh, Madrox or uh, Richter rather is going to have to uh, infiltrate the purifiers because he doesn't have powers. Yeah. Now um, I really like the, uh, this era of the X-Men where the characters who used to be X-Force and new mutants are getting respect. Mm-hmm. You know, like Richter, uh, it's really easy for me. Like grew up reading those comics where he was like basically a little kid 
to think of him that way. But like, no, he's, he's been in the game for since the mid eighties. Yeah. You know, like this is, this is, he's, he's a, he's a real superhero. He can do this. Yeah. Um, this is the kind of shit that we the, trained him to do. Like, and he's been doing the training for a long time. No. Uh, Leela Miller and uh, Madrox have to go meet with forge. Um, I do like, uh, I do, do like what she butts in is like, we're going to go see forge. And then looks over is like, who's forge. <laughs> like she just knows things. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, in the lab, uh, Xavier and the the beast are looking at, uh, the purifiers tech that they brought because they assumed that they were using, um, uh, Nimrods because they had a, they, they captured a Nimrod or, uh, or salvaged a, a broken Nimrod at some point. Um, but, Beast is like that. I don't think this is that. This looks really familiar in a in a weird ways, uh, and you know we're, I'm gonna have to go through my files to get it. And Xavier, the most unsettled person Dude. in the world, is like maybe Scott will figure it out. And I'm like, what, what, yeah, what? it's so pouty. <laughs> and what is he doing here in the first place? Like, what is he going? To, you know, I'm a tech expert. I should be disassembling this shit. He's just here to like. Nobody wants to talk to him. Yeah. It's real sad sack Xavier shit. Do you think he's just over there on that uh, keyboard just making like he's not even like typing, he's just going with his mouth. Well well, Hank, I Googled purifiers again. it seems there's no new information on Google News about purifiers, Hank. My Google alert for purifiers I set up. Still has got no new information. I'll continue monitoring over here. Xavier to Hank. I don't uh, have anything new. And he's like, you don't have to do that. We're not on a mission. What do you, why, we don't even like it when Warren does that. Like, and he pays for everything now. Yeah. Warren's in a, in a fight and he just like buzz it, you know, <laughs> Warren, Warren to Hank and Charles. Uh, have you guys seen what we do in the shadows over? <laughs> um, the, uh, I love this pouty, you know, I'm sure Scott will get to the bottom of it. And I like Beast's response where he's like, he will like, you trained him. Take pride in that. I don't know what else to tell you, man. <laughs> like he literally says, I don't know what else to tell you. Yeah. You know, um, get over your fucking self, old man. And then he just pouts off. I'm going to go check the rerouting. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He just made that up. I'm sure. I love this whole page of him uh, walking to Cerebro because he passes by like the obvious conversation where, you know, Cyclops is putting the plan in motion. Leadership is happening. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and he just, as he le- he like looks down and he's got the big frown. Xavier's head. Dude, it's very funny. It's dude. very like uh, what is it? Uh, uh, Arrested Development. Uh, like Charlie doo, Brown. Doo, doo, music doo, walk. Doo, doo, doo. <laughs> uh, but he goes to Cerebro, which just kind of looks up and uh, presumably is just going to be modeling for a while. Uh, which is when we check back in over to uh, the team in the field where Wolverine is just hacking off a bunch of projector stuff. Uh, Nightcrawler has now dropped Neophyte just out of the sky um, and Angel grabs him at the last minute um, and this is a classic X-Men trade-off. Uh, so they were all fighting one person and now uh, Angel has Neophyte. Nightcrawler takes out uh, Gargoyle really, really quickly uh, mm-hmm. and then um, Wolverine comes in to blast uh, this dude whose name I've already forgotten. Vindaloo. That's it, Vindaloo. Like the Indian food. Yeah. Vindaloo. Um, yeah. Real, real, uh, real frustrating, uh, there. And they're, they're basically like, Hey, you know, uh, you're doing, why are you doing this? Are you doing this to protect like a g- exodus? Seriously? You know, uh, this is so stupid. And he threatens him like, you know, and he's like, what do you, they give in? What do you guys, what would the X-Men mom know? So they're going to tell him where Amelia Void is. Um, we go to, uh, Scott post shower, uh, 
and he's in his bedroom while Emma is just in full uniform. Uh, they're talking about uh, just basically expositing, you know, brooding about what's going on. They put um, right. Vindaloo in that cartoon that we never... We, or no, no, this is uh, Wolverine and the X-Men. They, they, Vindaloo makes an appearance in Wolverine and the X-Men. That's fucking nuts. I mean, right? <laughs> yeah. This is this, this brand new acolyte named Sriracha. You know, like it's dumb. It's the Jesus worst name. There's so many hot names. Yeah. I mean, you, you could, there's a zillion of them. Like you could just go any. I was just kind of skimming. I wanted to find out. Um, oh, the trivia section. Oh, thank you, Marvel Fandom Wiki. Thank you so much for this gift. The trivia section mm-hmm. for Vindaloo. In reality, Vindaloo is an Indian dish made with pork preserved in red wine, chili pepper, and stewed with garlic. <laughs> it is known for its heat. <laughs> <laughs> thanks thanks uh, uh no history uh, on why they called it a, mm. i think it's a claremont creation no which makes a lot of sense fabian like, um yeah. that name that we've pronounced several fabian times Nicieza, Nicieza, mm-hmm. alan davis huh. and fabian and uh lionel francis you little francis you oh that's the artist mm-hmm. uh who did that huh Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to distract you. Yeah, we're we're just kind of ex- no, no, no. Ex- expositing uh, in Cyclops and Emma's bedroom. Um, boy, I hate thick-necked Colossus with this weird neck muscle thing. It just or Cyclops. Did I yeah, do it again? He, he's Jesus he, fucking he, Christ, dude! Back. What the hell? You didn't do it at all during the last, and now it's back. It's just in an issue. You, we can no longer cover comics where Cyclops and Colossus appear. <laughs> it's a weird. We have thing. to choose from now on. <laughs> we have to make sure that they aren't both in there at the same time. <laughs> uh anyway um uh th- this issue doesn't really have an end they're just like cyclops is like i think there's something i'm missing and then we cut over to our one page subplot of predator x going somewhere yeah he's just he's just leaving <laughs> these are so funny uh just the hungry adventures of predator x um this is the first issue of this Masai complex that will have a furies file at the end um and i don't know why this exists i don't it's just random facts about people like yeah i don't like and it's weird like psylocke is a new is a natural blonde thanks nick fury that's a weird professor x has been crippled and healed four times yeah storm's real name aurora means beauty okay yeah but then there's also weird meta stuff this is like the fury files but then the final thing is storm was originally conceived by dave cockrum as the black cat and i'm like why does nick fury know about dave cockrum yeah, it's because the, Nick Fury is in the, the MCU verse and is writing all of this. So that in the, in the MCU yeah. universe, it's you know they, they, the X Men comics exist, which is how we're going to get the X Men. I love uh, this backdrop, this like male living spaces <laughs> backdrop for this thing yeah. too, with the uh, you know CD uh, being face down, you know, so so it doesn't get scratched, and then just a dirty fucking keyboard uh, with you know mid two thousands resolution digital camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a blast from the past. That's so good. Thank you, Nick Fury. Uh, mm-hmm. And then next up is X-Factor, uh, issue number 25, mm-hmm. uh, with our same cover template, but with a really, really cool cover of uh, um, Lila and Jamie like going into weird universe and getting all stretchy and, and, and crazy looking. The art on this is really, really good. Uh, yeah, they're, they're going through a, a portal. They're melting into little pieces, like parts of Jamie's finger. It's coming off. It's real cool looking. Yeah. Uh, this is also David Finch, I think, on the cover. Um, the uh, the actual interior artist is Scott Eaton, 
who is somebody who I don't know very well. Uh, but it's the same colorist that everyone's been using, or it was just the colorist at the style, or you know, at the time mm-hmm. for Marvel. So it, everything still kind of looks cohesive. Yeah. Uh, the only reason why I mentioned that is because the next issue that goes out the window. Yeah. <laughs> a wide, a wide um, turn on the next issue. Uh, we're going to start out in Chelsea, New York, um, where with some purifiers, they're in a church like the, like the purifiers do uh, when none other than Wolfsbane show up um, and attacks. One of these dudes um, runs away. Uh, they all, they all try to chase her. Uh, and, um, somebody, some rando like shoots at her, uh, and presumably hits her, uh, but she's able to escape in a car. Uh, and then we, we look over and who was it that was shooting Will Smain, but our boy Richter. Richter undercover. Uh, I love the idea that the purifiers, uh, boy guns in this country. Like, I understand that, like, that's a very current eventsy kind of thing, Mm -hmm. but like, I just happened to be walking by a church with a gun and I saw a werewolf come out. So I just decided to immediately draw on it and shoot it a bunch, you know, and the purifier is like, makes sense to us. God bless America. I, uh, I should be used to it. Uh, but like, I, I, I don't know how often you see it. You probably never, uh, but like just the, it, the sheer amount of people that are open carrying now, um, down here is terrifying. <laughs> Like I fucking hate it, dude. It's yeah, I, I hate I it. I grew up I grew up around guns. I grew up shooting guns. I grew up um my grandfather was, was a very sweet guy when when he realized like when he was taking me hunting that I was having the worst time ever. He was like, you know, you don't have to do this, right? Like we could just do anything else. Like you like to fish, why don't we just go fishing? And I was like, Thank you, grandpa. Thank you, Papa. It's I really like hunting appreciate under it. The sea. Yeah. Oh. Um and it's just like I've like I, I know how to use them, but like I just like the idea of like wearing a gun to go to a restaurant is so fucking sick and disgusting and perverted to me. Like, why? Like, what are you? What are you gonna do, yeah. bad boy? Like, what is? What are you? What are you gonna do with that? Not gonna do it's a obscene. goddamn thing for it. I, I feel deeply unsafe in a room with a gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, no matter what, like the the gun could be in a safe, and I don't want it in the room. Yeah, with me. Uh, yeah, I I, d- I dislike it immensely. It's a it's a really strong. Uh, emotional reaction yeah it's 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 weird i have no i have no history with them there's no i wasn't the victim of it i mean like i i told this story before i merely nearly narrowly missed that school shooting Mm -hmm. at the college but didn't start then i've just never dug them i don't think they're cool uh and i i uh am scared of them because they're designed to kill people and it's the only thing that they do uh you point them at things you want to stop living uh, and I just don't want to be around that. The um the sketchiest thing in the world was when um for a while uh Autumn was just staying home by herself because I was traveling quite a bit more than she was. Uh, and she was like, mm-hmm. we live in the country, and she was a little paranoid, especially because we had been when we lived in Phoenix, like our house was broken into a couple of times, and our car was broken into a couple of times. So she was just like general paranoid, and I was like, well, why don't like uh I get you like a little twenty two, which is like a small gun. Um, and I'll teach you how to shoot it. And she was like, okay, that would, that would make me, make me feel better. Um, so I, I casually mentioned this to my coworker and he's like, I got a buddy trying to sell a 22 right now. I was like, oh yeah. He's like, yeah, he's trying to sell it cheap, but I'm like, cool. Give me his number. So some random number texts me and is like, Hey, I got that 22. Kevin mentioned that you wanted it. I was like, yeah, how much? And he's like a couple hundred. And I was like, cool. Like, where do you want to meet at? He goes, what about the Texaco outside Toys R Us? And I was like, okay. (laughs) 
<laughs> so <laughs> I brought, I mean, I, I went to the Texaco beside the toy R, Toys R Us and stopped at the ATM and grabbed like, I think it was exactly $200. And I handed this dude $200 and he handed me a, a gun with like several boxes yeah. of ammunition. And the idea of like me just casually doing that and like extrapolated to yeah. everybody in this country is just fucking awful, dude. Like literally nothing stopping you from just walking into that Toys R Us and shooting people. No, but nothing. Absolutely nothing. Except you, like you, my own morality. You didn't have which, to do anything. Know. Yeah. We, we, which we all, we all know that we should put a lot of faith in the individual morality of American citizens. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's, it's a real stable, insane lot we got going on here. Uh, yeah, I, I fucking hate it. Yeah, dude, it's, hate, it's, I hate it's bad. guns. I hate guns. And now I, I don't think, um, that, I don't think Autumn could tell you where that 22 is. And I know where it is, but I don't think Autumn could tell you where in the house the 22 is or where the ammunition for it is. <laughs> so when it moves, <laughs> it's a, it's, it's a fun little game. <laughs> it's, it's find your keepers. Um, so the, the purifiers know, like the guy's like, Hey, is that what I thought it was? And they're like, damn right, friend mutant. You know what's your name? Like he's getting himself recruited. Yeah. Uh, he makes up a fake name. His friends call him Jake. Uh, Wolverine is in the back or not Wolverine. Wolves Bane is in the back of the truck. Uh, and th- this was all staged. She had squibs, mm-hmm. you know, they go off. So it makes it, made it look like she got shot. She didn't really get shot. Uh, she's complaining, but it's all fine. Yeah. Uh, and the, uh, the new mutants at the time are, they're, they're radioing this into Scott. They want to talk to Scott. This will be for a subplot, uh, that's coming. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Lila and Jamie, uh, show up with, um, at Forge's door in Dallas, Texas. And it's something called Forge's Airy, which is, he has an airy. Like a bird. Like a bird area. Uh, and the, the, the building yeah. even has like bird stuff all over it. I'm sure this is like the, um, 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 it's got to be like indigenous people did, yeah thank you i was trying to stuff. i was trying to because oh, yeah. i didn't want to say um indian so i, I don't remember yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't remember which tribe forges from yeah i'm, and I'm um, sure the entire yeah, thing is problematic because it was you know uh because it was written for my comic book writer but whatever um yeah lila's got a hello kitty umbrella which is very cute um and they they walk inside um and they meet forge uh, Forge uses his weird tech to dry them off because it's raining and uh, tells starts to fill them in on what's going on. Uh, uh, Forge has created a time machine, which is, or more accurately, a uh, GPS for time and space called the Chronal Tracer. Uh, and what this is, what he has found is that there used to be multiple branching timelines, but when, uh, when house of m happened when decimation happened all yeah. of the the, the fl- all of the branches fall- involving mutants flatlined um they all got collapsed and when this mutant baby happened all of a sudden it branched uh so they want to investigate this which is why they called, hired multiple man the investigator <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh we cut over to uh this issue cuts a lot this was a thing that pierre david did a lot in this run uh to uh, a hospital sacred heart hospital in santa cruz uh, where nurse Amelia Voigt is checking in on somebody who just came in, a uh, maniac who walked in front of an ambulance. It turns out this is uh, Wolverine. Uh, this makes no fucking sense. Wolverine says, like, I figured this would be the quickest way to get in. Uh, I guarantee you getting hit by an ambulance and getting carried in by the ambulance is not quicker than walking into a hospital. Uh, 
<laughs> having done the latter. Yeah. It's yeah. real quick. Having done having uh, done the former, <laughs> I can tell yeah. you it's a lot easier just to, especially if you're like me without a mutant healing factor. But I mean, like, it's, I mean, it, it, it's a long drive. Like, they're going to do a lot of stuff to you. Like, imagine them, like, sticking needles in this dude's arm and, like, yeah. healing around. Like, and they're healing around the needle. Yeah. And, and like, they're just like, well, better get him to the hospital. Well, not our business. Every once in a while, Wolverine <laughs> shows, like, a little flash of theatricality that you just really have to enjoy. Um, once Amelia realizes who this is, she she ghosts out. She's missed person. Um, and of course, when she ghosts out, the rest of the team is outside waiting for her, uh, including Storm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Amelia Voigt uh, can turn into a gas. Yeah. That is her, her thing. Uh, and uh, Storm is a hard counter to that, mm. you know, because <laughs> uh, she gets wind. So she swirls her up and basically knocks her into the ground. You know, she cannot run. Uh, the X-Men are kind of dicks here. <laughs> Like Nightcrawler's like you should not have run Amelia. <laughs> you cannot protect them. And it's like, yeah, just she's just working a job. Yeah, Wolverine pretended you know, to be life. in an accident, or like, excuse me, Wolverine legitimately caused an accident. <laughs> like probably ruined yeah. some people's day. Not to mention the city has to replace Can, a bus because they hit his adamantium he, skeleton. Like what do you? Did he, he? I think he stepped in front of the ambulance. <laughs> Like, that's fucking wild, man. This is one of the X-Men's dumbest plans. Yeah, he stepped in front of the ambulance. They could have literally just, like... And then they in another ambulance to carry him to the hospital, I bet. And also, probably the other people that were in the ambulance. <laughs> like, the driver of the ambulance, yeah, the ENT. Oh, yeah. man. Or the, or the victim that was in the back of the ambulance. <laughs> Hopefully there wasn't, <laughs> got yeah. displaced for Wolverine's shitty Trojan horse. Uh, what a dumb plan, X-Men. Super dumb plan. <laughs> um, but... They uh they catch up with her and they're and she just tells them uh okay what I, I'll just tell you like in, you're gonna want to pack something warm uh because you're going to hell and it's frozen over um but then we switch back yeah, to uh, Forge's area she says very specifically like they're like what why are you protecting them or why are you uh you don't have to protect them and she's like you guys are idiots like I'm not protecting them I'm protecting you from them you know like I didn't want to tell you because you guys are gonna get in over your head yeah. Uh, you know, so yeah, pack something, pack something warm. We'll cut back over to Forge's eerie. Uh, and uh, they're like, oh yeah, we're going to, you know, send, we're going to make, send multiple copies of you into, uh, the different timelines and they're going to, uh, report back with what they find. Um, and Jamie's like, well, we, we could try that, but they haven't exactly been like great copies lately. Um, and then, so he, he makes a couple of copies and then he's got two good, two, two good dudes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love this aspect. I mean, this is what Madrox, the miniseries, mm-hmm. led into this was about. And it's such a genius move for this character. Um, Jamie is in that run I alluded to earlier, that Joe Casey run. And he's just very generic. Like, he just has the powers. Making the different uh, dupl- duplicates he have uh, be different aspects of his personality is, uh, you know, it fixed the character. Yeah. Like, took the character from being something that nobody really knew what to do with to something really cool. Uh, him having to like check like what 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 parts of me are you guys you know i, I think is really cool i um i was um, i was on twitter the other day and um the i follow will smith the 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 games guy not the will smith not the not the will smith but the other will smith um and, yeah. and he's been working on a uh, what looks like a really really cool vr game or maybe he was just sharing this i don't remember it doesn't matter um where you basically like make a copy of yourself doing something to set up these like factory 
lines essentially. So like mm. you 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 st- you hammer something, and then like you set it to copy, and then like when you leave, your your little copy just sits there and hammers stuff, and then you just get another copy to hand it a nail or whatever, right? And um, it just like as I was watching the little trailer for it, which looked very cute, I was like. What if you did this with like Jamie Madrix? <laughs> like, what if yeah, this is a multiple man game? Yeah, like, what if you could? Yeah. What if you could make an X Men game that was literally just like building a factory with something like that? I think that would be really neat. <clears throat> That's really rad. It's a good idea. Uh, th- these are uh, two good guys. Yeah, though they're going to be fine. Um, they set them up to go into the uh, the Chrono, the time machine. Mm-hmm. They send one through, and nothing happens. They're going to go send uh, the other one through. And uh, Layla Miller runs and tackles uh, that one to get sent into the future with them. Yep. Uh, and this is not according to the plan. Uh, Madrox freaks out. He's like, hey, we have to stop this. Uh, Forge's like, you know, it's too late. It's a one-way trip. And he's like, what the fuck does that mean? He's like, yeah, this, we don't know how to get people back. You know, they're going to die. Like, you know, you're, the idea is your dupes will find out this knowledge kill themselves and then you'll get the knowledge back yeah you know and you obviously can't do that with with layla miller who is not a duplicate yeah and you know she's and he's mad about this of like you know you you condemned layla too and he's like i didn't do anything she jumped in like that was not part of the plan uh but the argument is over before it even begins because uh this jamie's eyes roll up in the back of his head and he just collapses on the floor yes uh we cut back to the school uh with the uh the new mutants team i i have not spent very much time with the this uh new mutants run yeah me um, either it it was happening at the same time i was reading reviews of x-men comics all the time so i kind of have an idea of it but uh other than a couple of these characters like i know who x-23 is i know who rock slide is i know who uh the unfortunately named anole is but there's not a uh, i don't know everybody's name yeah um they're being real whiny babies they're doing classic new mutant shit where they're like put us in coach you know, like this is about the purifiers. We have history at the purifiers. Why are you not using us I am. in this fight? And there's a really great moment. Like rock slide is like, you think maybe we can't take it, huh? And so I was just blasting, like <laughs> no hesitation. Just like, fuck you. You know, uh, it's very good. Like you are out of your depth kids. Um, and he even offers them a chance to to let them go. You, you mentioned that they're being kind of like uh, bratty students, uh, but I, I do want to mention, like, a, a little bit later, we're going to learn that um, I, I, you, most people reading this probably already knew at the time, but me, I did not, uh, that the purifiers, like, broke into the mansion and literally murdered a bunch of their friends. Um, and they kind of have a chip on their shoulder about this, and I think it's with a good reason. That, like, they want to go in and fuck this up. Like, even if it's a little, like, immature uh it seems like cyclops is just like you th- you think cyclops would be a little bit more understanding about that right he he basically says like your time will come like i'll put you in but i'm i'm doing a chess game you know here like strategy matters cuz the stakes are so high mm-hmm. you know like i understand both sides of it uh the thing when i remember reading the comics like reading the reviews of new mutants at the time it was a big criticism is that it was just like a nonstop grim death march gotcha like they were constantly introducing characters just to kill them off and it just happened like every other issue. Um, so uh, they're going to disobey. That's where we're going to get into the, the next issue. Uh, in this one, we, we go back to uh, Richter. Richter is getting scanned uh, for mutant uh, thing. And he's nervous about it because he had his powers taken away, but he doesn't know what's going to show up on the scanner, you know. Uh, and the guy makes him get scanned at gunpoint. You know, it's serious shit. Uh, but it comes up negative. He has no powers. Nope. Uh, and I love the the subtlety of Richter kind of like making small talk, but still trying to gather info. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, he's like, oh, that's pretty cool. Did you guys, Did you guys make, make it? it? Where'd you get? Yeah, it? like he you know? he's, he actually. I, I really enjoy it when they do when they put a guy in this role and he's good at it. Um, it undercover is a really cool dramatic situation. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's it's a uh, it's neat. Um, a trope that works on me. And they, I also like that the Puritans just can't help themselves because, you know, standard opsec you shouldn't be introducing new members to like the, the big secrets. Right. But instead this dude is just so hyped that they have all of this cool tech that they show him a secret wall. And I love that Jamie's like, Oh, that Jamie Richter is like, that wall is moving. And like, he's, yeah. like, like he he's hasn't seen, seen a zillion more crazy shit go down yeah. in front of his eyes. Um, yeah. He forgot about the danger room. Yeah. Uh, like. But in, inside <laughs> is just all like, they've got tanks and guns and any, and crazy shit. Like it's just, it looks wild. Yep. And they have camps everywhere. Like they're like, this is not our whole operation. You know, it's not just this one church. Wait until you see Washington. Like this is actually a small cell with all this shit. So purifiers are a big fucking deal. And, uh, he, uh, is shocked by this and that's the ending. We don't get to see where predator X is at right now. Oh yeah, I know. Uh, we get Fury's files again. And then a really embarrassing dated thing where, uh, if you could date one Marvel character, who would it be? And why where they ask all these creators, uh, who they would date. And this is very, uh, very old school. You know, you say it's uh, old school. I mean, this mm-hmm. is 2007. You know, I, I mean, I, I don't think they would do it the same way now, I guess is what I mean. I don't like, know. Like it's, it's hard for so? me to believe that they, they, they like anybody did this at all. <laughs> I yeah. don't know. It's just, yeah. I, I guess that's, yeah. <clears throat> uh, there, there's some grossness. Uh, Chris Yost, who is the the writer for the the New Mutants, is like, you know, who would you date? And he's like, anyone drawn by Frank Cho. Uh, Frank Cho draws really cheesecakey women with huge boobs. Uh, Craig, uh, so he's basically just being like, yeah, boobs. Uh, Craig Kyle also has a pretty gross response, which says Mystique, because then I could date anyone that I liked. Yeah. And th- that writing team, a little gross. And uh, very of the time, there's one woman on the staff this marvel's gotten better about this it's not good you know by no oh uh frank Cho, wasp because she's rich and emotionally damaged cool fucking excuse me cool. like it's pretty gross yeah <laughs> the, uh, this fucking sucks there's one woman on staff and she chooses gambit which like you know i want to i want to warn you um yeah the, uh, uh, actually, just uh, Straczynski did the Wasp as well. At least that way, the stingers would be out where you could see them and you could duck. Yeah, as opposed to what, my man? Yeah. What, like, yeah. Yes. It, it, uh, this is a guy who calls all of his ex-girlfriends crazy. It 100%. Most of the people on this page do that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you could... Uh, Matt Fraction, who is like now, you know, a little, a little bit more woke than these people, he chooses Galactus... You know, he does like a comedy answer because he wants to not do the boys club bullshit, yep. uh, which I kind of respect. Um, but yeah, this sucks. Um, yeah. Uh, and then the uh, the final issue we're talking about on this episode is new X-Men. I keep calling them new mutants, but it's new X-Men. Dude, I'm sorry to bring this uh, back. I just saw Bendis' response. Did you see that? Yes. Uh, yeah. Sorry. We, we got to get off this page. I'm so sorry. I'll just get mad at yeah, it. It's really frustrating. Yeah. It's, like, it's just man. so gross. It's just like, what is exactly yeah. what is wrong with comic books? Just in, in a fucking nutshell. Anyway. And it, it, it has gotten, I'm not saying it's over. It has gotten a little bit better. Like there are more ladies who write for X-Men. It's gotten, they moved away from this. I don't think corporations are ever good hearted. They moved away from it because it didn't make them money. Um, but it's, it's very, uh, you know, I say old school, I do mean like 10 years ago, not like, you know, ancient history, 
Sure. You know, just, yeah. it's, every once in a while you get, get confronted with how shitty things used to be exactly how recently. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's pretty mind blowing. And I, you know, I say that in 2007, um, I was 27 years old and like, you know, I don't know. I, I feel like the person I am now is so different. Like who, who knows what I would have said if this had been presented to me, but like, I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? It doesn't matter. It's, it's a, it's the, there, it's there's the, a time in my life where I would have been like, which X-Men do I want to date? Uh, at the time this comic came out, I remember just flipping past this without giving it a second look. Like it didn't yeah. bother me, but it didn't entice me. That's where I was at at 27. And now you just look at it in the context of like every single unpaid intern, um, especially who was a woman that had to like probably work on this and be around this. Yes. And like you, you see, like, I, th- I feel like I would have just skimmed past this in 2007 and like in 2022, you see this and you see like, it's just so easy to imagine all of the internal bullshit that went along with it. That like, totally people like, probably had some, to suffer some, some little yeah. girl who's into comics reading this yeah yeah you know? exactly like I, you know or you know someone who is really into hope going back to try to find blah 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 and then yes. seeing you know god uh, it's so bad yeah. you, you imagine anybody like oh you, you like comics do you want to work with these people well this guy says he wants to date the wasp because she's emotionally damaged and rich yeah do you still want to like work on a comic where maybe this guy draws it and you have to like work really closely with this guy Fucking sucks. I I wish people could just be goddamn cool. Yeah, uh, it's not hard. Like it is not hard not to be a shit in this way. But um, you know, you can just shut up. You don't have to like devote your whole life to social justice to not actively make things worse. Yes, absolutely. You could just yeah. not hit on your coworkers. Uh, this yeah, this is a this, shut the fuck up. This is a beaten horse, <laughs> even between you and I. I think, but uh, we randomly, I couldn't get anything to to we were watching some other show and then like it disappeared or something like it, something weird happened. So we were like, let's just open up Amazon and click on the first thing so we can just have something while we're watching dinner or whatever. And it turned out to be the office and mm-hmm. boy, <laughs> like the difference in watching the office as a, as when it was coming out. And then even like five years ago and, and now like, it's so, it's so funny, dude. It's so hilarious. Uh, and it's, I mean, it's, it's just bad. It's just bad, the- dude. There's some rough stuff. Like I, I love the office. Yeah. Like I rewatched the office not too long ago. Like I adore the office, but it, it's, it, we have come, you know, again, never saying we've made it, but there, there has been some progress because even going back that recently feels pretty shocking sometimes. And like, there's some really funny episodes. Like it was, it was, it blew me away that in the second season you get the episode where like Michael closes the deal at Chili's and they're reading the movie plot that he wrote at the same time back at the office or whatever. Oh, great episode. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a tremendous episode. And it's just, I just realized <laughs> the character's it was, name is Catherine Jones as well. Yeah, so <laughs> good. So funny. What's a joint? Um, like yeah. it's, there's some real funny yeah. stuff. And then, um, like at the end of that episode, like you get that situation that, which can happen at coworkers where you, you get a little liquored up and something good happens and like you make out or whatever, uh, and then rush home and go make a mistake. Uh, and then just like at the same time, all of that happened. Jim is like, you you could say what we did was a kind of a date. And like, he's like, Oh, Jim, you're a fucking yeah. weirdo. Jim's a creepy bully, yeah. uh, in retrospect. Um, yeah, it's still, but it, I, I will always forgive the office because I think that the dinner party episode is kind of perfect television. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I've never seen a, a bad relationship portrayed that accurately. Like it's so it's good. Very accurate. <laughs> it's so hilarious, dude. It's so funny. Anyway, let's, um, let's, yeah. we're going to new X-Men issue number 44. Uh, speaking of Chris Yost, that's what we're about to be reading. Mm-hmm. Um, 
yeah, this is this is a bunch of new X Men people, uh, you know, going. I know some of them. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't really know this crew very well. Yeah, um, the cover is uh, David Finch drawing them again, which is interesting because uh, the main artist for this book was Humberto Ramos, and other times it had been more cartoony artists as well. Uh, I think we have talked about Humberto Ramos before. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, in this, uh, it's real cartoony and exaggerated. Everybody is huge. Um, it's not to my taste. Like I, I, this out of all the people, uh, we've talked about, I am the most comfortable saying like, this is not bad. Like this is just because there's definitely a style to it, right? Like it doesn't feel like he's being generic. No, at least, Uh, yeah, at least it's like different, uh, right? At least he's like, you know, this, this is different and it's consistent. Um, and it may not be to my taste, but it's, you know, it's just, it's, I can't, I'm not going to call it bad at all. Um, I love that walking is fine. Like the storytelling is clear enough. Like, you know, it's functional. Um, we start out in the Canadian Rockies where, uh, what we, what we call in this dude, like uh, <laughs> Vinda Wu. Is Fire that what puke. we're yeah. Fire Vinda puke. Yeah. Vinda two. Yeah. <laughs> um, <Yeah>. is just <laughs> vomiting fire, uh, on his campsite when predator X comes out of nowhere and just eats him alive. Uh, and then finally we jump over to the Xavier Institute for higher learning where the, this team of new X-Men are extremely angry that they're being kept at school. Um, and our real quick before we move on to that, mm-hmm. I really like uh, Predator X after he eats this guy, uh, lifting his head up and he's got blood in his mouth and he does sniff, but sniff is done in like the scary sound effect. Sniff, 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 <laughs> sniff. I'm Predator X. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, we go, we go back to our crew. There are too many of these fucking characters as well. Yeah, uh, and, which of course there are because they have to kill them every other fucking issue. And I don't. <laughs> but and there's like, so many. There's not. There's not a whole lot of like. They they normally in these comics like they go out of their way to explain like what their powers are, what they do, but they're not really fighting. So that we don't really get to see what they do, and we don't get that kind of back and forth. This is just conversation between them, this argument, and they don't really explain much about who they are, uh, which is fine. Like the, this is, this is issue 44 of a new X-Men run. Like you probably should have, have an idea of what that is already. Um, but it's just like us crossover people out here going like, I don't know. <laughs> you tell me, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and, and it's worth noting, like the idea of crossovers is to get people into your book. So even though, you know, this is issue 40, Maybe they didn't want to spend tons of time on it, but they could have spent some time because this was undoubtedly, I mean, maybe X Factor, but the worst or second worst selling title Yeah. out of these. You know, the, the fewest people were familiar with these characters out of, you know, everyone knows who Cyclops and Wolverine are, who's picking up this crossover. Not everybody knows who Prodigy and Hellion are. Exactly. Uh, you know? Do you know the name of the blue hair chick? Nope. Okay. Uh, Surge, Shock, Zap. Mm-hmm something like that zuzzy zazz i don't know um she's really really upset at being left behind uh and really upset with cyclops for forcing them to do that her uh teammates um actually her name it said right here uh nori is her name but who who knows what that what her code name is but um she's got electric powers i think uh nori is complaining that they get left behind and uh this dude david is like hey you know cyclops like if he had a reason to keep us back and like we just need to follow and that's when xavier shows up and is like you know cyclops is right he's keeping information from you to protect you but you know maybe we can you know i know a thing or two about training mutants maybe i can help you out and wow xavier have you picked the wrong arc for xavier (laughs) like he just keeps going like he's like well the x-men don't need me anymore 
maybe these new kids will, you know, <laughs> would, would accept. Does anybody need a trainer? It's like he, the next issue, I'm expecting him to be at this on the highway off ramp <laughs> with like a sign that says, we'll teach, we'll train mutants for food. Yeah. We'll, you know? we'll train Something. mutants and or normal kids. <laughs> yeah. We'll do anything, you know? Uh, and, and Nori flips out, Absolutely. you know, just blows up at him because he was not around when, uh, the purifiers came and, and shot, killed a bunch of their people. Yeah. Uh, there. I do I, don't think it was his fault if I recall. I think, I think he might've been off rebuilding Genosha or something, but, but I do, I mean, it's still like, you know, Hey, I'm living in your mansion. I'm at your school. And when people came in here and murdered all my friends, you weren't here to help us. And like, as the most powerful telepath on earth, like it probably could have helped, right? Like started this yeah. thing. I'm sure don't from, us. especially a, from a teenager point of view of like, you started this thing and then abandoned us. And then uh, now a lot of my friends are dead. And, uh, I, I really like this line from her where she's leaving. She goes, there's nothing you can, te- there's nothing you could teach us professor. We are, know how to die uh which is you know yeah. it's it's a little grim dark but it's also just like fuck you professor x it's very teen mm-hmm. it's like a well-observed teen line mm-hmm. uh prodigy uh who's there is like hey you know professor don't take it too hard it's been a rough year uh we cut back over to uh this hospital uh in the airy basically where madrox is in this coma and they're trying to figure out what's going on uh they need emma but emma's not available right this second um you know and and forge is talking to scott basically uh just saying like what are we going to do they're just checking in on this plot yeah yeah uh you know he's he's not waking up they don't really and the 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 the, the big part of this is that scott's willing to like risk jamie's life if he doesn't wake up just on the information that they're they may be able to get because they have to know what is happening and it's the yeah it's it's it starts this whole thing where cyclops is willing to do almost anything because it's saving his entire species so the much better looking Cyclops from this artist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's not, it's not hard to be better looking, but this is better hair and better shades. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, cutting back to the, uh, the crew, the young crew, and they're basically discussing whether they want to sneak out and, and take the fight to them. Uh, Nori is making this, you know, they killed 45 of our friends, giving a good idea of how much, uh, death was in this book. Um, you know, uh, if they don't kill the main teams are going to come for us. We have to take the fight to them. Who's with me. You know, we're going to sneak off campus and do this fight. Um, and we kind of go through our group. And again, there's way too many fucking characters here uh, to keep everybody straight. Uh, Julian, who's known as Hellion. Uh, he says, uh, he's in, I think this character's name is Mercury. But it makes sense. Uh, she says she's in, uh, dust is like, I don't know. Rock slides in, Anol is in, and Pixie's like, I don't want to, I don't want to kill anybody, but I'll teleport you there. Yeah. Uh, Pixie really glowed up in modern comics. Yeah. Like she looks real fucking weird here. She really does. And I, I like Pixie a lot. Um, but uh, it, yeah. this is a kind of a weird vibe for her. Um, and they asked Josh and Josh is like, you know, they, if I go with you, I'm going to kill every single one of them. I don't want to do that. Um, no. uh, and then the healing guy. Yeah. And then X 23, yeah. I think this is X 23. It is, but you'd never fucking know it because the character designs are all over the place. <sighs> it's so weird. Um, um, yeah, but she's no into, so they're gonna they're gonna do this. Uh, meanwhile, in the Dominion range of Antarctica. Wow! Uh, <laughs> wow! <laughs> in in a Wikipedia that Craig Yost yes read recently. Yeah, uh, the main team land the Blackbird. Um. And uh, they're all staying around. Nightcrawler's not there. I like the way this is framed. Uh, there's a beat where they're all just staying there. The same art. Uh, 
Warren's like, something's wrong. And Wolverine's like, no, 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 trust Nightcrawler. And the Nightcrawler comes back. Yeah. He had been doing reconnaissance. Uh, he checked. They are there. Yep. Uh, we jump over to Washington, D.C., the church of the Reverend William Stryker, uh, where mm-hmm. uh, Jake, a.k.a. Joaquin, a.k.a. Richter, is being introduced to the main group of uh, Puritans. Uh, purifiers, excuse me. Purifiers. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, they're, his guy, his contact is like leading him into a church. And it's like, you know, um, we also have some some new allies. And when Richter sees this, he's like, oh, shit. No, not not these people. Uh, and then we cut over to uh, New York City in the future, 80 years from now. Yes. Yep. Uh, we're do- with, this is the uh, one of the futures. Uh, I like this this little bit like uh they spent they had to spend uh i love this little bit like the teleport of the future but they're like we had to spend five days traveling from texas to new york <laughs> and uh, layla's like forge built a time machine not a time and space machine it's you very know? cute yeah uh, a great time machine bit i always think about that like if there was a time machine you'd immediately just get teleported to where they'd put up like an apartment complex or like a chili's yeah and just get telefragged or you know the you know? the the big thing that you that people always talk about, um, or maybe not always, but you know, comic book nerds. Um, if you know the Earth is always moving, right? So like, if, oh yeah. If you go back in time forty years, like the Earth may not necessarily be where it is now that you're standing on. So, and that that's that's not even you landing over the ocean and drowning. That's you landing in space and exploding. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we don't learn very much about this future. It looks like a shitty capitalist you know, post-capitalist hellscape. Mm-hmm. Like there are robo guards around and there are ads everywhere, but, uh, and there are no mutants. No one's talking about mutants. No one's discussing mutants. It's not part of the conversation. Um, so they're going to go to the library and learn about it. Um, this is really weird. This is some bad blocking. Uh, they go to the library and they find a book that has little X's all over this map where they put mutants and then it's implied between panels, they walk there to go look at it. Yeah. Um, it's really bad movement. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, here. This is a, this is a mutant relocation camp. Uh, but we're not going to, we're not going to hang out there for very long. Instead, we're going to go back yeah. to Washington, D.C., uh, where the new mutant group has all uh, gathered together to attack this uh, collection of purifiers. Not everyone on this team went. And there are eight fucking people on this mission. I know. There's so many fucking I cannot people. handle this. Who are these people? Like, because I thought, I think the, the girl in the bottom right corner, that, that can't that's be right either. Armor. Yeah, but. Maybe that's armor. Um, maybe that's who it was who was like room for one more. But she's drawn very similar to X-23, who is here. Yeah. Which we're, and they both have the same, they both have the same gloves on. Same gloves and same haircut. A lot of people are wearing these fucking gloves. They're really in style with these guys. <laughs> Maybe they're power gloves or something. Who fucking knows? Uh, I, yeah, I, I really don't like this. Yeah, <laughs> it's, oh, just, it's right. very confusing to me. I'm not attached to these R- people. Rock slide calls her armor at the bottom right, so that's definitely armor. Yeah. One of those people is armor, so yeah. good for them. And I like armor, mm-hmm. like, and because she did stuff outside of the new X Men. Um, we're gonna um, we're gonna cut back and forth between the the team that stayed at home and these guys breaking into the purifier uh purifier compound and uh you know doug kind of wants to go see uh you know go tell cyclops what's going on just in case that there's trouble uh but this other dude is like she'll take care of him she's gotten through this stuff she's not gonna let things get out of hand uh, as we see her see that whole team walking into what is looks like very obviously a trap of some kind yeah 
Uh, for the first time, we we uh, cut over to Sinister. We're in the Antarctic base, and Sinister is trying to get his crew to run. Uh, I'm so used to like campy, super gay Sinister I that know. it's real weird when we go back to normal Sinister. <laughs> it's like, wait you a know? minute, you guys had the right thing. It's like, oh yeah, this is after that. Like this is this yeah. is before all of the all, before they made Sinister like super cool again. A generic villain, super Sinister. Yeah. Uh, he's basically, you know, he's got tons of people here, but he's basically like, you know, the X-Men will take us out, you know, and we don't want to get into a pointless fight. Like, let's get out of here. Uh, but it's too late. Uh, Harpoon, who we've made fun of before, uh, gets tossed through a wall. Yep. Uh, there. And, uh, the X-Men are here. And even though there's like 30, you know, uh, Marauders or whatever, it doesn't matter because the X-Men are professionals. I hate this. Fuck him up is the implication. Uh, Mystique is in this in the background, and I, I really, really, mm-hmm. because Mystique is such like a um, puppet master kind of type character, right? Or she's, yeah, why is she? She's a henchman. Yeah, she's, she's a henchman shit. in this, and then in the top panel when the X Men break in, she's in the back with like, <gasps> but they yeah. were like she was surprised and like terrified of the X Men. When I guarantee you, like she's just going to turn into Mr. Sinister and leave. Like that's how that's what Mystique does. <laughs> <laughs> if it sucks turn to mr sinister and hit the bricks hit the bricks like you don't have to stay <laughs> change your face X-Men show up, leave the room the bricks. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I, I it's uh it doesn't make any sense i'm sure there were things that put her here mm-hmm. but i don't remember the chronology yeah and it doesn't you know? it doesn't matter i mean she's not like a major character for this part anyway um yeah Back in DC, uh, uh, our our new yep. X Men team are sneaking in. They're taking out some guards. Um, they're doing some acrobatic stuff. Um, when our our dude, um, Anol, Anol, thank you, uh, gets caught by a uh, dude in a purifier outfit who is Richter. Yep, uh, and he's like, "What you know? What the hell are you doing here?" And he's like, "Oh, we came to fight the purifiers." And he's like, "Oh, god damn it! <laughs> like you, you idiot! Don't you get it?" Like, this isn't going to go well. Uh, we got much bigger problems than the purifiers. You know, one page thing of the uh, new X-Men fighting the purifiers that's incomprehensible. Yeah, dude. Um, look at X-23's yeah, I, uh, spine-twisting garbage yeah. drawing of this. But hey, at least the top uh, of her ass is round. Right, Gary? At least we, we made sure that that was accomplished. At least. Um, at least. Yeah, I don't, this X-23 um, design is probably my least favorite. X, like, why do we need giant gloves? And big her, boots and big boots for her claws, and that seems to be like the yeah. design for all of these guys. Uh, I because I mean, um, our our blue electric girl uh, is doing kind of has a similar vibes, and I I just don't like it, Gary. You couldn't. It is bad looking. You couldn't like if you made me if, if you made me like look away from the page and tell you how many characters were on this page. I couldn't do it. Like I couldn't. I don't even think I would no, come it, close. It reminds me of this is going to sound like Gary doing Gary shit, but I'm gonna say it anyway. It reminds me of like there are tons of super anime games that come out where the cover just looks like a thousand people exploding out of a single point. Uh-huh. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, absolutely. Like yeah. it, it, it's hard to even tell where one person ends and another person begins. Like there's not enough contrast. There's not enough like uniqueness to the silhouettes. There's too many characters. Like it looks exactly like that to me. Being on just visual garbage. Being on Tumblr when like in 2011, when, which was my first like big Tumblr experience because of all of the dark soul stuff that I was doing. Right. Like that was, I was, that was probably like the first time that I was like actively seeking out like fandom kind of stuff and uh and seeing like you know following people that would do Dark Souls stuff and then you know, one in five posts would be a anime chick and they'd be like I love her um and that's yeah. and it's totally fine like I'm not this is not me criticizing anime at all but I would look at her or look at the character and go like 
what why like what what is what do you love about her yeah what like, is there what are you even grabbing onto? because like, how is how is this not just slipping off your eyes <laughs> and i, I would you know? I, just, I would look at it and go like i feel like i'm missing so much like like it'd be like if you grabbed a guy that looked like me and we're like, I love him. And you'd be like, you're going to have to give me more than that. That's just an average white guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, he looks like 90% yeah, of they, the other white guys around, my dude. Like, you're going to have to give me some more details on why Jeremy Greer is your favorite. Like, it's, it's not a... <laughs> it's a... It's a whole thing. Like, it, it's something I've been struggling to understand for like a decade now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I do not get it. Somebody quit our Patreon and was really mad because I describe uh, things that, as anime, when they look very different. Mm-hmm from each other and the i can't remember this was years ago but the examples they used i pulled them up because i was reading exit surveys and was feeling spiteful and i i was like yeah i can't fucking tell the difference between these two art styles like these look like the same art style and i know i can tell the difference between anime art styles like in a general sense mm-hmm. it doesn't mean they're all like that to me yeah you know i think i think berserk looks different than Junjito. you know i get it I think that uh, the the weird one with the uh, you know, Yu-Gi-Oh looks different than than One Piece. I understand that, uh, but the the specific case of this, they looked very very generic. Like it was two uh, schoolgirl things. Uh, yeah, um, like the schoolgirl uniform, big hair, big blue hair drawings. Uh, and I was like, man, these look fucking identical. Like, what am I supposed to I, take good, away from this? I like, it. yeah, uh. it, you know, and it's just man, it's just really really rough from a character design standpoint sometimes. Um, I do not like it, man. That uh, I'm on. Uh, I've, I've downloaded volume thirty of Berserk last night. If you want to know where my life is, like I'm, I'm, I'm trucking, I, dude. I'm curious about. I now that I know that it's going to end, I'm going to get back in. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't, I didn't want to read it once. Uh, when it was like he died and it's just going to trail off, I was like, I don't need to get invested in that. It can live in my memories. But now that I know that it's going to wrap up, like I'm, I'm back in. Yeah. So I'm going to start getting the, uh, continue collecting the big hardcover things yeah i'm not i'm not doing that yeah. i'm buying the um sometimes they're on sale for three the three no i'm not even it's all digital like i'm they were on sale on amazon oh, for gotcha. like four dollars for a, one volume um and then the even though they're not on sale they're like nine dollars i think um and amazon does yeah. does it well so you actually like you actually read it backwards the way you're supposed to um my only problem is like the scan job on these like any time any two page spread is just literally two pages like you can't see them side by side mm. uh, which is kind of a bummer but you know it's nine dollars. No, I'm not going to complain. So. No. Uh, the fight continues, yes. and uh, it's not particularly good uh, in this. And uh, they, you know, they talk about um, there, there's a weird thing where it's like, yes, I've been uh, there many times, Mister Keller. On my first, I sent that busload of your friends to hell. On the next, I put a bullet in Miss Collins' head. I don't know who that is. These people who died before. Uh, but this is all just a distraction because uh, Julie Hellion. Uh, here gets stabbed in the back and uh he has been stabbed by lady Deathstrike. Uh-oh. uh that is the uh the you know the people that the purifiers are working with that uh richter was like oh my god you're working with them yeah uh it was lady death strike yep and uh even um, though they are they should be used to death by now they are shocked and appalled at their friend dying which hey of course you are you should yeah. be um yeah. it, it's a man I, I really hate how what this did to the comics because when with this uh, new x-men came up this is when they introduced the healing character as well so like they constantly kill people but it feels very arbitrary who gets healed and who doesn't yeah yeah like i i know this guy lives i know hellion continues uh not just like krakoa era i know he he continues sooner than that and it just like feels like pointless shock you know 
Yeah, so. absolutely. I, I also don't love Lady Deathstrike. I don't think Lady Deathstrike is that cool of a character. She's okay. I, she's she's fine. I, this design is is really weird and and just off to me for some reason. Like when I, I like I like I like Deathstrike like looking a little weirder than this. I think um, I don't I don't want Deathstrike to be necessarily like hot if that makes sense. Um, it feels like they're they're trying. What to... is up with the 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 front piece of her her bikini or whatever? This weird like chitinous tail hanging over her crotch. Oh no, dude! This whole the whole design is so weird, especially with her little minions and everything. I just I don't know what to. I, I don't know, man. I really don't know. And then also like Hellion's hanging off of her uh, claws and just like with those big goofy fucking gloves on <laughs> with the with the boots, and it's so weird. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Not great. Uh. Luckily, the next issue we're going to be going into uh, the adjectiveless X Men uh, with Mike Carey uh, writing and stuff. So we hopefully will be a little bit better. Yeah. Sinister and, and Lady Deathstrike are on the cover. Um, Chris Bacallo is the artist who is also really exaggerated, mm. but he's the exaggerated artist I like. Um, so I'm I'm looking forward to that. Me too. Kind of a down note, but I am still excited for the uh, the crossover. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. And again, it's only thirteen issues, so like we're gonna we're gonna breeze through this. I think. Um, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and this is fun. Like, I, this is all like there's still a little bit of mystery. Um, we're we're all over the place. I'm really curious what the front. I mean, I already know, but like all of the future stuff is really um, titillating and exciting. Like, wh- how is that going to relate to the stuff going on in the present? Uh, is who's going to make Charles Xavier feel bad next? Can't wait to see that. Yeah. <clears throat> like at this point, I, I fully expect him as he's going to the the little area that he sits at beside the highway to hold to sign up. He's going to stop off at the Circle K and like his credit card's going to be declined. He can't even buy like <laughs> his Yahoo chocolate drink. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just not even yeah. going to. It's very bad. Charles needs his Yahoo. <laughs> I'm sorry, Yahoo. sir. We, if your card doesn't have the the chip in it, we can't use it anymore. And he's like, the chip? What chip? <laughs> what are you talking about? How long have I been gone, my friend? <laughs> <laughs> what timeline is this? this uh, the yeah, chip tap to pay. Um, yeah, it's a. I'm I'm looking forward to it. What this crossover reminds me of the most of the way it's bringing all these threads together is something that on a long enough timeline I'd really like to do, which is the Executioner's song. Okay. Uh, which is a '90s crossover that was the first one I read that brought like all this shit together like it was all the teams and a bunch of villains it's like sinister and apocalypse team up uh, and all their minions are in play like it's a big melee kind of thing so cool i'm into it oh, we should check boy. it out i um yeah i think that's it for today um so if you, yeah. if you want to read ahead just go to the marvel unlimited app and read the next four issues do that um in the meantime thank you so much for listening we very much appreciate it if you want to support us you can do that by going to patreon.com slash duckvtv. Uh, joining not only supports us directly, but gets you tons and tons and tons of exclusive content. Uh, the Bonfire Sad Chat this season on Elden Ring is absolutely great. It's a ton of fun. It's weekly. Thanks. Uh, and Which is which is yeah. rad. I was I voted for weekly, so I was happy to see. I know it's been kind of an adjustment for you guys, but I've, it's been really nice listening to you every week. Um, it's been great. Like it, it's, it's just as easy. Yes. So I'm I'm very excited for the uh, episode to come out Sunday, which is our first response episode. Like we have a nice conversation and we read uh, like an interview with Zuli. Nice. Um, yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be fun. I'll be curious to see what people think about it. Yeah, and it's been fun adjusting. Like it's it's been pretty painless uh, going through it. I'm super so. excited. Uh, but it's not just Dark Souls stuff. You can also get uh, all kinds of exclusive podcasts and access to the Slack channel, so you can chat with other people in the community. 
Uh, you can also leave ratings and reviews on websites that support you doing that. And uh, tell your friends. Tell all of your ex-friends. Uh, your not, not, the, not the people. Current ex-friends. Current ex-friends. Yeah. Um, tell your ex-boyfriend. You got, if you, do you have an ex-boyfriend? Go tell him about the podcast. Just <laughs> DM yeah. him out of nowhere. It, Crawl up in those DMs. Yeah, this, is, this is how you reconnect. Yeah. Is there a guy in your life yeah. that you've really been wanting to talk to? This is maybe this is will break the yeah. ice. Is it, what about a family member? <laughs> the, uh, Do you have an estranged sister? Did, Does she like X Men? Just another another days of future cast uh, marriage that we've arranged. Yep, yep, absolutely. Yeah, like wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah. Take care, everybody. Thank you. Bye. Orange cold brew. Mm. <laughs> I don't want coffee. I did this the other day. Someone recommended doing a shot of espresso and uh, sparkling water with like a citrus okay. of some kind, like um, or even parsley in some cases. Uh, and it it worked oh. out. Re- it worked out really well. I'm my uh, my summer goal is to become coffee snob guy. So I bought a nice. Yeah. I bought a Vietnamese yeah. brewer. Um, <laughs> carry i <laughs> so it's I, it's it's this like little you like bought a person no 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 like a little coffee said that, like I, a little <laughs> yeah i've got a guy in my house now he does all my coffee for me um yeah. it's this little like metal thing that sits on top of a cup and like you pat the coffee down and put the water in and it like does the boil or whatever right um basic mm-hmm. stuff uh and i'm reading the directions because i've never done this before and it says like one to three tablespoons of coffee uh, and I'm like, okay, well, three, because <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. I'm used yeah, to yeah. drinking coffee. Like, just let's pop three in there. Um, yeah. So, and you mix that with uh, like sweetened condensed milk, uh, and it makes this like um, apparently very common Vietnamese coffee drink whose name I cannot pronounce. Anyway, uh, drink was super good. It it was basically like I had done cocaine. I I was so <laughs> jacked up here to like that that was at like seven o'clock in the morning. At at like five o'clock in the afternoon, I was like, I, I, this is something's going wrong. <laughs> There's something wrong with my body. <laughs> <laughs> it was so fucked up, dude. I was like jittery. I was shaking. I, I like had to force oh, a, a protein bar down my down my throat just to like have something on my stomach. And I just had like the one coffee. Like Autumn, I was texting Autumn. She was out of town, and I was like. I don't, I've done something to myself. And she's like, what, did you have more than one? And I'm like, no, absolutely not. I'm going to die. <laughs> and then the second time, that was my first time making it. So I was like, okay, well, I'm going to do a third of that, right? Uh, and then I'll do mm. more water because uh, they, they say to do more water if you want like a lighter brew, right? So to basically pour water in it for a second time. Um, and even that was like, all, all, all morning I was like... <laughs> <laughs> too, too much uh and i usually drink like two shots of an espresso a day right like i'm not i'm not yeah. immune to coffee or You're anything yeah uh and so i was i was shocked um so if you need something to jack your heart rate up for eight hours i got you i got you fam no problem i i got a uh an, an espresso mm-hmm. uh which is 
little espresso maker thing that's be, you know use little pods it's not a that's that's what i've been but, using that's what i've been rocking for years and years and years <clears throat> yeah i got i got one of those and uh, i bought a big variety pack and they have a little symbol on the side that's how many beans mm-hmm. you know and i had a very similar thing where like it, it started out i'm like i can start at 10 beans yeah you know this is nothing i'll do a restrodo 10 beaner and, st- and then just immediately like was like oh god this the, sucks uh, the that, that uh, sounds like their newer thing that's like their espresso like venti or whatever so i don't think i'm still on their old mm-hmm. thing but i use like that that pod like the other version of that that's what i do every single day um mm-hmm. and have, like no problems and at this all was still even more and intense. this was like fucking like dude i I, I, I was crazy. I told my sister called me and she's like, what is wrong with you? You sound weird. And I'm like, I, I think I've done a line of cocaine and I just don't remember doing it, man. I am so I'm jacked dying. up. And I, I, I mean, like to this thing. teeth glitching, mm. like jaw clenching. I was yeah. like, ah. I mean, it was fucking nuts, dude. It was crazy. Yeah. That's that just fucking wild. I the same thing. Or I also had a similar experience to that. Like me and all my friends in my t- mid twenties discovered uh cafe Bustello. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a type of ground coffee you can get that's espresso ground and incredibly strong. Uh, and we're just like switched to this and we're like, this doesn't make a difference. It's just smaller grind. And then just made the strongest coffee that <laughs> any of us had ever had. Brain go. Just, <laughs> yeah. 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 It's oh, so, man. it's been so long since I felt hyper. Uh, like when I first got that, the machine, that was the first time. And then now it's just like, I can kind of get to normal sometimes. <laughs> the, uh, it sounds refreshing to, to feel amped up yeah yeah it um oh. i did a lot like i was working from home that day and i just like i was just so focused <laughs> i was just like yep. i was going like, like 97 miles a minute the records and, yeah. oh dude yeah i came up with a filing system for our dvds <laughs> autumn's like where did you find the dvds <laughs> yeah yeah uh, uh yeah. x-men oh man X-Men, let's X-Men it up. Uh, I've been recording. Should I start? No, nah, no, nah, just, just, just leave it in there. I'll, I'll okay. just trim it up later. 